What a matchup! And what a tee, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish, Heidi Hollis is the Outlander. Outlander. Once again, you are listening to me, Heidi Health Outlander. Welcome to the show. Pull up a chair, put your feet up. I don't know, get somebody to rub them and do whatever you want. Okay, guess what this show is about? I don't know. <laughs> this show is about bringing out landish and interesting topics to the forefront from aliens to angels, ghost demons, holy encounters, shadow people to Bigfoot to the outlandish. I always say, if it's weird, we're here and so are you, so you are among friends. I know. Now, if you do not know who I am, you should by now, because, gosh, how long have I been doing this? I don't know. It's been a long time. But if you do not know who I am, when it comes to the outlandish, from bad aliens to good aliens to visions of Jesus to angels, personally, I'm someone who has been there, seen that, experienced it, freaked out, even found some answers, wrote about it, got over it, and now I am hoping to help others do the same darn thing and understand this very crazy world of ours. If you want to learn more about me, get a pen and paper, HeidiHollis.com. Sound it out, people, because I always spell it out, and I think you know by now. (laughs) You'll find on there how to link up with me as far as YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and I even have, like, an awesome group on Facebook called Paranormal Pledge, getting you people to come out of your paranormal closets out there. I mean, come on. We've got to creep out. And uh, I want to tell you guys how you can also hear this program, because a lot of people out there think, oh, gosh, i got to stay glued to wherever, I don't know, piece of machinery that they're listening to the show on. Um, you could just call. Did you know that? You could call in 832-280-0830 or 786-837-2262. And you could just sit there and listen wherever you're at, you know. So, like, if you're not on... I don't know, their phone. Oh, you got to be on your phone. Yeah, you do. Um, (laughs) I'm losing it. I have a cold, okay? That's my excuse. So anyways, um, you know, and you guys could get an app for your Android or your iPhone, Inception Radio Network. And, uh, yeah, you can just listen to us there. And, yeah, that's that's good, too. So, um, and, you know, if you guys want to call into the program, speak to myself or whoever my awesome guest would be, you could call 1-88-919-2355 or simply Skype your comments and questions to Inception Radio Network, and that gets passed on. And, uh, you know, there's also the live chat. I think that's probably the most fun thing to do is when you're, like, listening to something really cool and you get to chat with people. Go to InceptionRadioNetwork.com and click live chat. It's kind of cool. I, I love that. Love that feature. So um, now I am going to get to the beginning of my show here where I address 
you guys out there who have experienced things that are out of the ordinary. Um, it doesn't matter what it is, really. I mean, if you guys just want to vent, if you want to ask questions, if you want to get advice on anything out of the ordinary, um, I'm here, okay? Uh, I'm no psychic. I just, like, you know, try to lend a helping hand. But, however, we do have somebody tonight that could lend some insight as well. So um, this is a surprise. So you guys are going to have to hold on for a second. Um, but, yeah, this is called The Outlandish the Outlandish Corner. I don't have any special effects. But The Outlandish Corner, okay? And uh, this is where you guys can write in about everything to dusoutlander at gmail.com, D A S O. U-T-L, and Lander, okay, um, at gmail.com, or you can send uh, your questions and comments to my Facebook page, put a one in front of my name, and uh, you will find me there, okay? All right, so <clears throat> well, I'm going to tiptoe on over to the Outlandish Corner. I've decorated it in purple and lavish things, and it's fantastic. It's a shame you guys can't see it. And uh, I'm going to get to my first email, and uh, my awesome guest for this evening is going to be helping me out with some of these wonderful um, adventures people have had trickling down into the paranormal world. Okay, this one says, hello, my name is Sarah. I have been seeing shadows for as long as I can remember. I think Sarah means shadow people for as long as I can remember. But for the longest time, I just thought I just saw things until a few months ago. My friend and I were walking around in the woods. We both kept seeing things in the corner of our eyes, but we just ignored it. After a while, we started making videos and taking pictures. When we went home that night, we looked over the pictures, and we found a shadow-looking person in the background wearing a black hoodie. And in another picture, we found another one that you can see the face. And ever since, we both have been seeing shadows directly and not just from the corner of our eyes. And the other day, I was in my basement turning off all the lights don't ever do that when you're in the basement wait till you get to the top of the stairs Um, once I turned all of the lights off shadows circled around me I tried not to act scared Mm, you're braver than I am or anything and then I heard paper move on the floor next to me and it scared me to death I ran up to the top of the stairs and it felt like something clawed my arm the next day, I looked at my arm. I don't know why it took you so long to look at your arm. Hmm. And uh, there were claw, mar- claw marks on my arm. Right above that was an upside-down A above it. I am terrified to be in the dark now, and I don't know what to do. Please help. Thanks, Sarah. Ooh, Sarah, that is some freaky stuff, girlfriend. I don't know what took you so long to um, take a look at your arm when you felt something clawing at you. Um, and basements are just freaky places. So, um you know that honestly, for myself, I mean, when it comes to shadow people, I kind of equate them to be kind, being something demonic. Um, and I guess it, it, a lot of times people don't seem to uh, realize, but when these shadow people are spotted, they don't like to be spotted. They they want to be in control of when they're spotted, and when they're seen when uh, they didn't want to be, they get kind of ticked off, and uh, now they might dig at you a little bit. Um, but wearing a black hoodie, like if you literally saw. A physical black hoodie and one of your pictures. Gosh, I sure would love to see this thing. Um, but I would say that, uh, ooh, that that's 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 this other creature that um, a lot of people think are shadow people, but they're they're really straight up demons. I mean, they look like death himself coming to get you. So um, 
gosh, if you could send over that picture, that would be awesome. And uh, maybe I could lend some insight on that. But, you know, my, my awesome guest this evening, I have Deborah Jacobs, and she's she's into this stuff where she can see things. I'm not psychic, but she's got she's got a leg up on me on some of this stuff. And, uh, Deborah, I'd love to hear what your opinion is of that. that uh, <laughs> any advice that you could give this poor girl, Sarah? Well, you know, the the one thing, and you and I may end up disagreeing a little bit on this because we've had such different paths. Um, because I work with Archangel Michael uh, and have since I was six, he taught me along about the time I was about 18 and ha- kept having dead people show up all over the place, that you can ask these spirits to stay away from you. Oh, I and I would that. sure and call somebody and get a clearing done on my basement, and then salt my property line and say no. <laughs> I, I'm I'm with you on that one. I've have I have put a stop to rotten things coming by some for myself as well. So I, I hear you. No, we agree on that fully. Yeah, and we actually, you know, one of the things that I think the freaky deekies want us to believe is they're in control, and they're not. Right. We are in control of our existence and our circle, and we actually can do something as simple as doing a clearing of an area and then not allowing it in your space any longer. Amen. Yes. I, I think I, oh my goodness, I swear, Deborah, I, I've like preached this <laughs> back and forth up and down the walls, and it's just like, oh my goodness, and these things keep creeping up on people, and I'm like, well, and, haven't and you the heard? Dark, you know, it's like Archangel Michael saying right now, the dark has as much good in it as it has negative energy in it. There's a balance of energy no matter if there's light out or not. Um, it's how you control your energy. Mm. There you go. Well, holy smokes. All right. Well, Sarah, I hope you, you're taking that to heart. And I have another letter to get to here. All right. Let's see. Trickling down. Dear Heidi, I just recently found you on Inception Radio. Love the show and your wonderful sense of the bazaar. Hmm. I don't know how I'm going to take that. Until I started listening to your show, I thought my experiences with a shadow was just the ghost of a cat that I had loved very deeply and even considered suicide. After she passed, finding living without her was just too painful. But I have to say, even before she passed, I felt and saw and smelled things that I knew were not of this world. Now, I wonder if it was a shadow cat that I saw. Okay, for people who do not know shadow cat, it's another form that these shadow people come in odd shapes and sizes, and sometimes they kind of resemble a cat. So, anyways, I did stop seeing the fleeting glimpse eventually and wondered if it was a ghost of my beloved companion or a shadow cat funny my kitty's name was shadow Hmm, that is kind of funny (laughs) she was with me for 17 years i still miss her for a time i was involved with a wiccan group and met a very powerful high priestess that smoked very heavily and smelled strongly of cigarettes many times after i left the group i did smell cigarettes in my house that never had a smoker living there I would even be awoken by the smell late at night. I knew she could transport her spirit to visit those of her group, and I felt she wanted me to come back to the Wiccan world. The reason I left was because of another cat. Had been murdered by another member of the group, and I felt responsible for his death. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The high priestess of the group told me that the cat was there to take the hit that was intended for me, And I could not reconcile with that. 
I wouldn't either. Something just tells me it ain't right. Um, I would not be responsible for the death of another companion, my cat. So I left the group. She kept up with the campaign for several years, but I just kept telling her to leave me alone, and she did finally quit bothering me. I have had other psychic experiences during my life, not as often as I would have liked, but some are better than none. I have always thought there was more to this world than is visible to the naked eye, and some just don't want to believe what they see. I have found kids and animals have the ability to see things, but children get told to stop talking about things that just aren't real to most adults. Too bad. I say, part the veil, see what's there, even if it's bizarre, consider the possibility, and don't discount the dream world either. Thank you, Heidi, for reopening my mind. Respectfully yours, Deb. Wow. Hallelujah. Yeah. (laughs) Holy smokes. That that is some scary stuff. What do you think about uh, Wiccan practices like that? My, I have a lot of Wiccan friends that say, "Oh, we don't do that dark stuff." Yeah, and- there there's there's some there's some they call themselves Wiccan groups um, because Wiccan is just the name for witchcraft. Um, mm-hmm. I was very heavily involved with that type of stuff when I was younger, and I love magic. I think magic is wonderful, but this group is obviously extremely dysfunctional and dangerous yeah so yeah i mean anytime you're around anybody that's doing this what what michael's saying is more accidental dental magic than than reliable magic get away from them (laughs) it sounds like people are dangerous people no matter what realm they're functioning in right right do you uh get a sense what it was she was experiencing. She said she didn't know if this was a shadow cat or if it was her beloved companion visiting her. Do you get any insight on oh, that? I, I, t- I totally got on the, on the cat part of it that the, the cat was watching over her, the cat she was sensing as a spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cat was definitely around until the cat came back in. You know, we all come back in. And when you come back in, your spirit goes you know, is reborn too. So suddenly the cat's no longer there. Um, And the cat is living very happily elsewhere. So what she was afraid of with this other cat that was murdered, Mm. no. Um, But what Michael really loves is the comment about, you know, how we teach kids that they can't do these things. Right. Because... That's exactly what happens. We're all born into this world with a gift, every single one of us. True. And it's driven out of us at a very young age. Unless, like me, you were lucky and had parents that just sort of ignored you. I went, (laughs) yeah, it's her invisible friend. Oh, my goodness. I was never told no. Is that lucky? I guess it is. Instead of putting you in a place to get fixed, you know. (laughs) you know i mean that happens a lot i mean sadly but you know i i think it's it's powerful too that this deb realized a lot of this stuff on her own that she kind of went with her own gut and notion on this and and wanted to put the word out there you know be like look you know let's stand up for ourselves you know kids uh, alike you know and uh, recognize these little people as experiencers of the unknown and and also the comment about dreams i mean mm-hmm. you know why do we dream why else is it there if we're not to learn from it well, and i mean and I there's chapters really in the bible written onto her of own dreams. path and realized which way the light was you know and went that way mm-hmm. instead of you know 
is that a train coming at me at the end of the tunnel? <laughs> ah. You know, which it sounds like these wicked people were more in that kind of thing. Yeah, they you know, were that a little fear-based. Diff- yeah, I mean, I, me, I know a lot of wicked people. Let me teleport and scare the hell out of you, you know? Mm. How childish is that? Yeah. Yeah, that, that that was really dark, dark stuff for them to have done that. And mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah. that uh, she got out of it. And uh, I want to thank this, Deb. Thank you so much for writing in. And I'm glad that the show has helped you perk up and uh, even have a sense of humor about the paranormal because I think that's important to have a healthy sense of humor. Um, you know, I've got it, I've got something else here, too. Uh, I got another little, little brief uh, email that was sent to me. And uh, this is from somebody named Jess. And it said, I don't know if you remember me, Heidi, but I emailed you a while back about shadow people. Hmm, I got thousands of emails about shadow people. I'm so sorry, Jess. Um, But he says, I'm the one with narcolepsy. I joined a narcolepsy support group. And believe it or not, a very large chunk of them have all seen them, the shadow people. Mm. Is it something to look into? Do, 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 do. Um, wow. You know, um, Jess, I had personally, um, a lot of, uh, issues with seizures when I was younger. Um, does that mean that's why I, I, I named the shadow people? I don't know. Um, but, uh, I, you know, back in the day and, and I actually, you know, I've even heard more recently people saying people with seizure issues are very psychic. Um, I don't know. What's your take on that, Deborah? Well, as, with narcolepsy, aren't you going into like what they call a silent seizure and you're sl- and then you you appear to be asleep exactly these little mini okay. snoozes yeah so what michael's saying is remember when you when you go into rem you know and 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 when, i was told anyway back a long time ago when i was in college going through all this <laughs> stuff that narcolepsy <laughs> is like an instant rem state and so if you're in rem state you you are in between dimensions and able to do dream work, which in my dragon energy stuff, that's where, you know, you connect in multidimensions. So I would think, obviously, people that have narcolepsy probably would have more of an ability to see fairies and ghosts as well as shadow people. You know, I I am on that same uh, understanding, too. It's like, it seems like being out of touch with our physical selves, that that is a big key component to being able to experience things that are out of the norm. Um, whether yeah. it's a, like you're saying, the dream state, uh, uh, hypnotic state, uh, meditational states. I mean, so much gets experienced. And even the Native Americans, they would dance to exhaustion until they passed out to have these out of body experiences. I mean, this is something that's just known as what they, they did. Um, You have to, I think in most cases, now with me, with Michael, I've always heard him and and been able to talk to him when he's around. He's not always around. But, you know, I think in most cases, like when I work with dragons, I have to do it in dream work um, because you have to kind of get out of the way of your conscious mind or put your conscious mind somewhere else um, so you don't fall into all the judgments and all those other things, you know. I probably some really major yogis and stuff could do it in conscious mind because they're so well trained. But normal people, I think, you have to be able to go into some state besides the standard awake state to be able to open up. 
Yeah, it I that makes sense. I mean, but who's normal? But uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you, you know. But I get what you, what you mean. I don't know I anybody. Mean, we're so in touch with the physical world, and we're just like, I know this, I know that. But you know, I we are able to go in and out of this odd state that we call sleep, and we pop back into this physical world, and then we go back into this like spiritual in between world. I mean, we we really we've been in this state before. When we cross over to the other side, when we pass, I mean, we're just kind of going back to that natural uh, ability to move with our spirits. I mean, that's what I believe. I mean, it's I don't think it's a mistake that uh, we get to practice this, you know, every day, every night, and uh, I, I just I think there's a lot to be learned. And and even in the Bible, I mean, so much has been written about people's so-called dreams. I mean, mm-hmm. there's something to this. There's something. Well, to this. and I mean, how how much better would it be for you when you're passing? You know, preferably of natural causes for everybody listening. <laughs> but when you're passing over, to have that that calm, that contentment, because you know it's just a matter of going into a spirit form until you come back into a physical body. Right. I love it. Practice makes uh, I perfect. I know somebody who actually died that way. It was awesome. To, her attitude, her mindset, she didn't want drugs. She was dying of a terminal cancer. And she just went, you know, what's the big deal? I'll be back. Probably fairly fast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that attitude. Okay. That's, that's awesome. My goodness. Wow. Well, you know, and Jess, I want to thank you for writing in. And you know what, uh, Deborah, I want I want to get your insights on and and mention something for anybody who hasn't, I don't know, heard on the news. Russian meteorite, woohoo! It crashed and blew out a bunch of windows, and a lot of people got hurt. And you know that big meteor they said that was not supposed to touch us at all. Well, some parts did. Um, now, it, yeah, everybody the was like, actually dis- passed us. Um, yeah. I just picked up on this because I wanted to find out before we talked. And the a- the asteroid, that asteroid, is actually now passed us. Wow. So, so that's a, you know, but the, like scientists say, there could be two, three thousand meteors of that size out there that we wouldn't even see because we don't have the technology. We can only see the big stuff. <laughs> And this was a pretty good-sized chunk. I mean, it made a, a really big boom for a lot of people and did a lot of damage, I guess, huh? Yeah, the I found out that the one that that I told you about in Meteor, Arizona, oh yeah, uh, that was fifty thousand years ago. That okay. that hole was made, and it was made by something much, much, much larger than that. But I mean, you can go to Meteor, Arizona, and see the hole it left. This one, they said, went into an ice lake. So they may not even, I don't know if they'll ever have any pictures of it. Mm. How convenient. You know, a lot of UFOs like to go in and out of lakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to but, put that out But there. generally, they don't blow out everything on their way in unless, I guess, they're having landing gear problems. Yeah, you know, you, you just never <laughs> know. Be. But Hey, I don't know. I, I find I it mean, fascinating. They, we have no way to know that. This is what I love about the arrogance of, of especially Americans. We don't have any way to know. Nobody could see there was a rock inside. They just knew something came through the atmosphere burning up. It could have been anything. Mm-hmm. I like to speculate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I mean, honestly, I mean, it's uh, it's fascinating, though, that, uh, you know, that it even hit the airwaves. I mean, <laughs> because sometimes, like, like I'll never forget when the, the, the UFO went over uh, Phoenix. You know, the Phoenix lights, this and that, and it was all over the news. And I'm like, it happened again? I mean, it was <laughs> like so many months earlier that I heard about it. And it, like, hit the news so late, I really thought a second event had taken place. <laughs> now, see, if that happened in Mexico or Japan, it would be accepted on the news almost nightly. Right. Because they don't block that. Like, the U.S. tries to block all of it. Oh, no, it was really this. Well, with the Phoenix Lights, they couldn't. There were too many witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> They and tried, I, I, I mean, I tried. live in northern Arizona. We see this stuff all the time. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I, I just, it just blows my mind. And so many people are so in the dark about what's going on. And I'm like, I get emails, I get messages all the time like, hey, Heidi, have you heard about this? Uh, what about the UFO over there? And, and I just giggle. And people are just so clueless. You know, like, wow. You know what? Well, what did you get Archangel on your phone Michael there, Heidi? Like, a UFO picture well, that just happened. <laughs> yeah, Archangel Michael says, why would you think you were alone? Why do you think with all the planets that are around here that we are the only thing that's out there? I mean, come on. We're not even the ones with the biggest heads. We just think we do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or the best computers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, oh, it just blows my mind. But you know, it keeps it very interesting here on this planet. Well, you know what, you guys? Oh my gosh, this Outlandish Corner was very juicy and so much fun to t to chat with somebody else on it. And uh, I would like to encourage everybody out there to go to Facebook and type in Paranormal Pledge and look for my awesome group of people just like yourselves. Sarah, um, Deb, and Jess, who wrote in to me today, and, uh, you know, I want you to raise your right hand and promise and swear that you are going to talk to somebody, at least one other person, about your odd interests or your odd experiences, so we can just bust and kick open the door on the paranormal world, because keeping it to ourselves, we're not getting very far now, are we? So, um, the Paranormal Pledge group is all about people chatting it up, learning from each other, and, uh, just getting down to it because I am just, you know, I, I need friends. I need friends that get the stuff, really, please, everybody, okay? So, um, and again, anybody who wants to write me, dusoutlander at gmail.com. And, you know, you just heard my guest, Deborah Jacobs. We're going to be right back here soon. And uh, you're listening to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander, here on Inception Radio Network. We'll be right back. Hello guys, Jamie Havikin here for Heidi Hollis's The Outlander. Tune in to Inception Radio, Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right after the stench of truth, for The Outlander, with host Heidi Hollis, right here on Inception Radio Networks, Fridays at 9 p.m. I'll see you there. Thank you. 
Hey guys, are you always on the run but love Inception Radio Network? Inception Radio Network now has its own apps for each market where you can choose various different streams from 24K all the way up to 128. We also have our calendar, which shows every live show, the guest name, and the guest bio. We have our podcast function to where you can go in and listen to all of our past shows. And it's all on one great app. Go to your iTunes app store and Android market and search Inception Radio Network. I think you'll be pleased. For Inception Radio Network's apps, this is Jamie Havigan. Are you a fan of Inception Radio Network? Do you reckon it's the best alternative talk radio station on the planet? Well, if you do, head to facebook.com forward slash Inception Radio Network and like the page. Tell your friends, spread the word, and keep listening to the best. Want to have some fun? Maybe get a little bit of insight. Get a lay of the land. Want to know what's really going on? (laughs) Do what I do. Listen to Future Theater. It airs every Saturday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Inception Radio Network.com. We'll see you there. Get advice on aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish. Explore the paranormal with Heidi Hollis. Welcome back, welcome back everybody to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander, remembering always if it's weird, we're here and we're giving you advice and insight on outlandish topics. The phone lines are always open, 188 919-2355. Now, you got a little hint of my awesome guest for this evening, Deborah Jacobs, who has been a professional intuitive life coach for over 30 years. Her unique connection with Archangel Michael, you might have heard a little bit about him. Since the age of six, she provides multi-dimensional views of what is happening in someone's life when she does readings. She does not channel Michael. He speaks directly with her. Now, how cool is that? Deborah has studied and worked with what she describes as dragon energy for the last 18 years. She says dragons are a major part of the spiritual world that time has forgotten or have been ignored as simple folklore. Learn more about Deborah at Readings by Deborah. That's D-E-V, as in Victor, R-A, dot com. And she is exclusively booked for private readings only through ShirleyMcLean.com. Yes, that is the ShirleyMcLean.com. And everybody's standing up. Round of applause. Deborah, woohoo. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> it sounds like we're- it, it does. You know, Deborah, because somebody is itching to talk with you already. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a Jim on the line. And uh, Jim, you're, you're live here with Deborah. You have a question for Deborah and Archangel Mike? Yes. Oh, Yay! do you have a question for Deborah? Yes, I have a question. I like to ask her. Okay. I've been having a few health problems, and I thought I'd ask if uh, Michael or Archie or Michael would have any ideas of the problem. Yes. Okay. Um, is it is it something that you've got going on in your chest area? Yes, I I, I don't I'm not sure. I've been dizzy a lot, and I was 
out playing tennis one day, and uh, I just got awful, really dizzy. One laid down, down and passed out. Yeah, you're not getting and, enough uh, oxygen. Uh, Mike, you haven't gone to a doctor yet? Oh, I've been to a doctor, yes. Uh, and, I was on did, a monitor for. I was on a monitor for a month, and they still couldn't uh, figure out exactly what was going on. And they said that uh, maybe you might need a pacemaker. He suggested that, but he doesn't know for sure. I thought on the monitor they'd be able to find out. But they didn't. Yeah, they they're. You know, what I'm hearing from Michael, and Michael reminds me to tell you he's not a doctor either, is yeah. that it is something going on that has to do with uh, the, the, the amount of oxygen in your heart uh, and the amount of oxygen you're getting into your lungs. Um, well, I don't get tired. I don't get tired or, uh, you know, uh, worry. I just... That day, yeah, I just got extremely tired, and, I, and yeah, was, no, and I it has it has to it has to do with the uh, the amount of oxygen that that's actually moving. It's more a circulatory thing. So I, I'm really kind of hearing that from Michael that a heart doctor may not be able to figure it out as well as the type of doctor that does circulation that has to do with circulation and. Um, but it, it it's almost like what I'm seeing is is what and Michael's going off into other languages right now, which is not helping me either because uh, <laughs> I don't speak French. But uh, ha, when you go talk to your doctor, ask them or do some research on you know Google MD or whatever. And it, I, I'm getting that it has to do with something with a valve. It, that's not okay. opening and closing correctly. Like Michael showing me a carburetor on a car, like the old-fashioned cars where the flap opens and closes to get enough oxygen to make it run. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing uh, okay. in relationship to your heart. Okay, thank you. Hey, can I ask one other quick question? Sure. Uh, my wife, she's she's ill, so she has a problem with COPD and emphysema, and she has about one-fourth of a lung, mm. and she's having a, a problem, and they haven't been able to really do too much stuff to ever put on steroids. I didn't hear the last thing you said. She's oh, on, she's giving on it steroids. steroids? Oh, she's on steroids. steroids? Yeah, so are you yeah. asking what, what else could there possibly, uh, could you do to help with uh, the COPD? My, yeah. Michael's asking about um, smoking and around you. Who's smoking? No one. She quit smoking about six years ago. Okay, so she's an ex-smoker. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that I think diet really will make a huge difference with. Um, you, you, you know, I'm hearing that. Uh, possibly going to a gluten-free diet would make a huge difference. Hmm. So you may try that. There, are, there. Gluten has a tendency um, 
to, I don't know what it does as far as if it thickens something up your mucus and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm hearing try going gluten-free for a week and see if that makes a difference. Okay. Do you know what that means? Do you know what gluten-free means? It doesn't yeah. mean give up everything in life. It's, I mean, you can still have, like, rice bread and rice crackers and yeah. things like that. It's no wheat or corn. Okay. Cool. Okay, so try that. That's, that's okay. what I'm getting. Wonderful. Wow. Well, thank you so much, well, Jim, uh, for, for calling really in. That was, uh, that was interesting. You're welcome. Very cool. Alrighty. Very cool. All right. So, um, so he's literally, I mean, are you seeing Michael right now? Or, or what is it that you, what is it that you generally get from him? Um, the only time I really get to see him, unless I'm sick, if I'm really sick, he will show up uh, physically. But usually I just hear him. Unless I'm working in a, in a session with somebody and they decide they want to argue with him, which, you know, I can be wrong. I'm human. I'm psychic. But I can be wrong. I've not, never really known Michael to be wrong. So it's really <laughs> funny when people start arguing with him because maybe they – are calling me for a session because they actually want affirmation to stay in whatever messed up relationship they're in or something. And <laughs> if you don't want to know the truth, don't call me for a reading. You know what, Deborah? <laughs> I have to say this because that's what I love about you because you're just like, look, I'm going to just tell it to you like it is and just take it or leave it. <laughs> and that's, how, that's the way we are. So it's funny when, when we're on the phone with somebody and I do all my sessions by phone or Skype, um, when I, I'm on the phone and somebody wants to argue with Michael, he'll suddenly show up, you know, visually, and he'll pull his sword out and start waving it around. Like, you know, do people not remember I'm a warrior? <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, he can be very, very, at least with me, he can be very sarcastic, very blunt, um, and it's kind of like, you know, hey, you called us and you're paying us. If you don't like the answers... You know, give it a few months and see what happens. Amazing. Has he ever shown up for somebody else that you're doing a reading for or family members or anything? Not that anybody's ever told me, except there are a lot of other people that work with Michael. I mean, I have no exclusivity to Michael at all. There are a lot of... Um, I was with Doreen Virtue one time at a, at a conference, and we both started laughing because Michael showed up, and we both could sense him at the same time because she has the familiarity because she works with Archangel Michael. Mm-hmm. Now, he shows up differently to different people. I had one, one uh, psychic who I won't name who called and basically cussed me out because I couldn't possibly be working with Michael because he was mean to somebody uh, on a call, and that's not what angels are. And he actually wasn't mean. He was just blunt. <laughs> and uh, that's not mean. Telling somebody the truth to me is not mean. But right. with her, he shows up very fluffy and very soft because she's very fluffy and very soft. You've I known see. me a long time. I yes, am not I fluffy. <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, uh, no, no. And I'm not woo-woo either. So it's it's interesting, you know, for me to talk to Archangel Michael and be an intuitive life coach, which is what I do more than being a psychic. Um, 
I usually find that the things that are stopping people from getting whatever they want in life is more of a life skill, and intuitively, Michael and I can see it, more so than throwing tarot cards and saying, oh, yes, you're going to meet your soulmate on a Tuesday at the fish market. <laughs> you, know, you know, and I have to put this out there because something interesting happened. Uh, you know, I've, I've never asked you, like, hey, you know, Deborah, read me or something. But I asked for some advice from you, and uh, uh, Archangel Michael, he stepped in. And uh, I, I, for a lot of people know that, you know, I'm walking around with a screw loose. My neck is broken. Um, apparently, it was never connected my whole life, and I didn't know it. Um, and got a little injury from it. And, uh, okay, it wasn't a little injury, but, uh, and just been dealing with it and, and whatnot, among a, a couple other odd um, health issues. And, and here I'm talking to Deborah, and, and I'm like, Deborah, what do you, what do you think I should do about this? And, and you're just like, well, Archangel Michael said you need to go to Mayo Clinic, and this lady doctor's really going to help you out a lot. And I'm like, mm, Deborah, I, I ca- tried contacting Mayo Clinic, and that was like nine months prior, and they were just like, nah, you know, you'll probably be on a year waiting list. We're not, you know, we're not going to uh, see you anytime soon. I kid you not, two days later, Mayo Clinic got a hold of me after he told me that. I'm like, shut the front door. And, um, you know, I was scheduled with a guy doctor. And I'm like, I'm, you know, okay, she got that right, but it was a guy doctor. And then I had to cancel that appointment and reschedule it, and it was a lady doctor. And I'm like, Deborah. <laughs> I'm like, it's true, it's true. And you're like, well, yeah, he said so. <laughs> Yeah, my, like I said, I can be wrong, um, and I, you know, it's really, when I do readings with people, like uh, when they go to book a reading, they aren't setting up an appointment, because I insist on having a phone call with somebody prior to actually booking them. Uh, they go to Sharon McLean and can order the reading, and then I get a hold of them. And the reason I do that is if there's no resonance between us, then it's going to be a crummy reading and I won't do those or if we're scheduled for a reading and Michael doesn't show up I will reschedule it because he's kind of half the act you know mm. I'm psychic and I could probably give you the information but without him you know I think you're not getting what you're paying for so I well and this is another thing you do know about me I'm kind of ethical to a fault if that's possible and I know that no matter how famous you are or rich you are or anything else or gifted you are, you're not always accurate. So if I get a sense that it's going to be a good reading, then I'll move forward with it and I want to make sure that the person gets, you know, what they need and the information they need. I think that's awesome. I mean, because uh, you really don't know what people are about when it comes to, you know, these these types of dealings. And here you are painfully honest about it. It's like, oh, you know, Michael's late. I, I got to reschedule. <laughs> you know, it's I, like. I have one client. I won't say where she's from because I don't want, you know, I don't. Yeah. I do believe there's a protection there of mm-hmm. what people tell me. But I will tell you that. You know, she paid a lot of money for a reading, and her first thing she said was, I think I'm a, I want to go commit suicide. And Michael said, if you choose to lose, leave the planet, that's up to you. If you choose to stay, call us back. Wow. And that was the end of the reading. No way, Jose. That's, yeah. wow. He's not fluffy but with you. He what? He is not fluffy with you. 
No. And he's not fluffy with anybody. You know, things like that, you know, we have free will. Now, if you if you have a path and you're just blocked from it or doing what I call stepping on your own energy hose, he, he will assist me in, in helping you do your own work. And that's what I, I believe in is, do, you know, teaching people to do their own work. So they're not hooked to me forever. I, I hated that when I was growing up and... Um, you you got to remember, I'm in my 50s, so psychics when I was in my 20s were the, oh, there's something else I need to tell you if you come back next Thursday and pay me again, I'll tell you. Oh, boy. And so I knew I didn't ever want to do that, and I started doing uh, readings 36 years ago now. Wow. Yeah. And I only did them by referral, client referral, until six months ago when I was asked to be a reader of Shirley MacLaine. Well, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's amazing. <laughs> Love well, Shirley. Yeah, I figured if you're going to go public, what better credentials to go public <laughs> Yeah, <with? laughs> I would say so. She's a feisty lady. I got to chat with her for a bit. And uh, she she's so full of knowledge and just like the energy is like, Wow, you know, she's yeah. she's breathtaking. Absolutely. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. Now, you know, for somebody who's not familiar with what Archangel Michael is all about, I mean, like you said, there's other people who are they say channeling him, but you're having conversations with him. What you know, where where does where does this thought of this angel himself what what did God anoint him to do, I guess you could say? Oh, Lord, I have no idea. What a matchup! And what a team, Mike! Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. My dear, Michael? Yeah, I mean, because um, he pops up with a lot of people talking to him. I'm like, there's other says, angels out there. He says, me, me and Gabe, which is what he calls Gabriel, um, are are really the you know the there there are only two of how many twenty seven hundred major angels that are on this planet assisting, oh, and awesome. anybody has access to them if they you know they can do it through dream work or they can do it through prayer or whatever. I mean, there's twenty seven hundred angels, good angels, that they have access to um i just happened to get stuck with michael <laughs> yeah, well, that's, like that's that. awesome <laughs> I, so how many angels surrounds any of us at any given time like can you tell how many angels i've got right now three archangel michael three i'm sorry three i've got you three. Have three you have three uh angels around you two fairies and it i don't know it it looks almost like a uh, a great grandmother or a grandmother. Did you have somebody in your family uh, on your? I think it's your mother's side because I'm getting the feminine that would have been like um, European. Uh, I don't know what they call it, like Germany, Denmark, Poland. Russian, that area. Poland, but I never, 
I never Poland, really met okay. the lady. <laughs> you what? I never really met the lady, but well, it didn't um, matter. Yeah, she Poland. she doesn't think it matters. She she says she knows you. What's um, her name? I would love really to big boobs. <laughs> oh dear God. Uh, yeah, she's, she's like she's she's like wearing the whole apron thing. Yeah, but she's been with you, and she's speaking in another language, so I can't identify what it is. I'm guessing it's Polish now that you said Poland. Yeah, um, she's from Poland. But she's been with you, and she's the one that kisses your forehead oh when you get that sense that you're getting kissed on the forehead. And she says maybe you should pay attention more often. Now Michael's translating. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, hey, if, if there's uh, you know, anything else, Archangel Michael, <laughs> if you could send an angel my way to whisper in my ear, you know, that would be kind of neat to see some, as you called it, uh, angel wings pop out. Um, I would find that absolutely fascinating. That's, that's I, pretty amazing when it happens. It, it happened, uh, he did that to me a few years ago when I was in New York, and I didn't know how sick I was, and I was on at a business conference. And a friend of mine took me over to this church courtyard, and suddenly he popped his wings, and I didn't even know Michael was behind me, and suddenly he pops his wings, and the guy that I was with goes, oh, my God, it got really bright. And Michael wrapped his wings around me and said, I will keep you safe until you get home, go to the airport, go home, go to the doctor. And by the time I got to the airport in New York and then got back to Arizona, I was septic and almost died. Oh, my. And I know that I would have in New York if he hadn't wrapped himself around me to protect me. You know, I have a question for you because I've, I've known others that I would call angel mediums. And some mm-hmm. of the different sizes that angels come in, I mean, how <laughs> big have you seen some of these things? Because some of them are like, Well, Michael's tall. Michael's over seven foot. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I haven't seen any others visually. I've I've felt and heard uh, Raphael and Ezekiel and uh, quite a few others in reading some sessions with people. Um, and Gabriel's helped me several times when I've been healing my body. But the only one I've actually physically had a vision of is Michael. And he's like probably like 7'5", you know, very, very tall. And and you get the impression that he's still kind of shrinking himself down to fit within your home, maybe? <laughs> he says no. He says this is the same size I was when I was on the planet as a human. He was very tall. Very, oh, so he was very, previously very a human. I, I, I think had the humans were, that... you know, I don't know where or when Michael actually lived. I've never, I ought to check that out sometime. But he says, he says, you know, in a spirit form, we are always bigger. You know, the energy is as big as whatever the, the room will hold, the space will hold. So, but he says he hasn't changed. So what height were you? Okay, he was 6'3", is a human. Okay. Huh. So I guess it adds like a foot to him or something. I always thought that uh, angels were never a human. That's Michael was human, yeah. He was Saint Michael. You know, the Catholics sainted him after he died, and then he was taken and made into a, an angel. Um, you know, I, I believe when you learn certain lessons in life, you become, 
you can step into different levels and different dimensions. I think there are still angels being created. And am I right, Mike? Yeah, there's still angels being created today. You know, it's not like they're a dying breed, so we're not going extinct or anything. I I just can't believe you just called him Mike. <laughs> I was just like, did she say Mike? Yes, like Mike. I want to be like Mike. I had that song. Well, you know who he's like is if you, to me anyway, not to other people who maybe channel him or work with him. Um, he, and by the way, I do what I call lucid channeling, where it, it's conscious channeling. There, It's not trance channeling. Um, there is a huge difference, and I don't get into the verbiage thing because it just confuses the hell out of people. But did you ever see the movie with John Travolta, Michael? I uh, sure did. No, that's my Michael. He acts just like that. When I saw that movie, I laughed so hard. Oh, my goodness. It, I, I, that was kind of a moving movie. I mean, I was surprised that it didn't seem to get a whole lot of hype out there. I'm like, this was great. I loved it. I would it. love to have a copy of that movie. I don't think it even made it out on VHS. But <laughs> I, when I watched it, it was so funny. You know, I just laughed, and everybody's like, why are you laughing so hard? You know, this is really poignant. And I said, yeah, but that's my Michael. <laughs> Gosh, that is so funny. You know, I got a I got a question for Michael because, you know, I I have a lot of friends that are psychic or mediums and and whatnot. It's like, and I have seen everything from angels. I had encounters with Jesus. I had near death like experiences, seen heaven, and uh, you know, just aliens and shadow people. And and my friends are like, well, Heidi, you're a medium, and I'm like, no, I'm too ordinary for all that. So what? Would, <laughs> What would that be? I mean, I'm like, I, I just think I trip up and into these odd things. I don't know what the heck that is. But I can't call on it to say, okay, up here now. You yeah, know? Michael says you're looking for the word empathic. You are not a medium. Mediums deal with dead people almost exclusively. Okay. Empaths empath everything. Oh, boy. So if an alien happens to be around you're going to empath them. If a shadow person happens to be around, you can empath them. That's what you are. That's your gift. That's the, as Michael likes to tell people, the instrument you came into this world to play. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, I do pick up on people's feelings, too. I'm, I tell people it essentially feels like, you know, when you bend your finger all the way backwards when it shouldn't go that far, and I'm feeling that, and I'm like, would you stop bending your finger all the way backwards? You know, like their yeah. emotions are jumping off from them, and I'm trying to step around the puddle, you know? Yeah, and the only way you could go to, like, a concert or any huge gathering is if you drank or something. Oh! And numb yourself. Are you calling me a boozer? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My goodness, no, I honestly, I'm not a drinker, I just... No, but you, that would be the only way you could keep from feeling everything oh, that was Oh, I see. Because the empath, when, when I'm in that state, I have to be extremely cautious, like, about going to things like movies, because I hear the way you feel and see, I hear. So, there may be a girl three aisles back who cheated on her husband, and I can hear her inner conflict about it. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I just, I, I really, I, I've, I've always just been like, I, I feel so ordinary. These things are going on around me, and I'm just, They're I'm writing not. it down. I'm taking it in. I'm trying to help other people understand it. And it used to really freak me out in the beginning, but now I, I find it very funny. 
I, I well, have... I, I think you classified yourself as a watcher, uh, that you were there to observe. And Michael says, you're wrong. You are participating as an empath. You are observing as well and sharing, which is great. I mean, we need some teachers out here. Yeah. Um, but your gift is you are an empath. Interesting. Now, see, I hope all my siblings are listening because I'm going to like totally like make stuff up and say I heard everything they were thinking and I'm just going to with it. So um, we're coming on our first break here. Uh, I should say a second break, actually. So um, you guys, we're going to come back and we're going to start talking about some dragons. Oh, yes, we are. You are listening to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander on Inception Radio Network, and we will be right back. of these amazing shows every week on Inception Radio Network. Mondays we have the Jerry Pippin Show, 7pm Eastern, followed by Epic Voyages at 9pm. Tuesday, 3pm Eastern, we bring you the real Twilight Zone, hosted by Alan Jones. This is followed by the Kevin Cook Show at 9pm. Ken Storch and Todd Kinnear bring you Paradigm Unhinged on Wednesdays, 9pm Eastern, followed by California and MUFON Radio at 11pm. Just Energy Radio with Dr. Rita Louise is Thursday, 9pm Eastern. Ted Torbich brings you the stench of truth, Friday, 7pm Eastern, with The Outlander, hosted by Heidi Hollis, following at 9pm. Then, bringing up Saturday's shows, we have Future Theatre Radio with hosts Bill and Nancy Burns, 6pm Eastern, Fringe Radio coming in at 8pm, and last but definitely not least, we have Pang Radio, brought to you by hosts Mike Lucas and Jamie Havocan, 9pm Eastern. So make sure to tune in and check out all of our fantastic shows. Inception Radio Network, we'll see you then. Hello guys, Jamie Havikin here for Heidi Hollis's The Outlander. Tune in to Inception Radio, Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right after the stench of truth for The Outlander with host Heidi Hollis, right here on Inception Radio Networks, Fridays at 9 p.m. I'll see you there. Thank you. Do you have a smartphone? If so, Inception Radio Network is the best app for you. Available on iTunes, Android, Samsung, and most other app stores. Just search Inception Radio Network. With the app, you can listen live, check out podcasts of recent and past shows, view our videos, see what shows are coming up, who the guests are, and, via the chat room, send live questions to those guests. You know it makes sense. Check your app store now. Inception Radio Network. I'll see you there. Get advice. 
on aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish. Explore the paranormal with Heidi Hollis. The Outlander. Welcome back, everybody, to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander. Remembering always, if it's weird, we're here, and we're giving advice and insight on outlandish topics. The phone lines are always open at 1-888-919-2355. And during the break, we had somebody pop on in here to ask some questions to our awesome guest, Deborah Jacobs. Um, I didn't catch the name of the caller, so who am I speaking to? <laughs> My name's Jamie. Jamie. You're Jamie, too. Oh, all righty. Well, hey, uh, go ahead and pose your question to Deborah. I know you guys started chatting a little bit there, but go ahead and yeah, pose yeah. quick your question. Well, um, I was saying that my, I had a daughter that died very young, and um, she was she went for about an hour. She um, Her ribs were not fully de- developing, and we knew that was going to happen, but we continued with the pregnancy, and she ended up living for about an hour, and then she... Uh, suffocated, basically, but um, I was just wondering, I'm, I've been on a, you know, a 20-year spiritual journey, and my wife is very uh, in a church, you know, so she kind of has her answers, kind of plot it out for her, mm-hmm. and I, I'm wondering, you know, where, you know, I have a lot of ideas, I'm wondering where her spirit may be now, or what she might be doing um, okay. I got it. at this point. <laughs> okay, I got it. Michael got it. Um, the uh, she, the, I found out. You know, I said it during the break that there was a three involved, and I was trying to figure yeah. out what the three was. And Michael says that she came in three times, um, and the the third time she came in, the second time she came in, her soul was coming in, was the experience with you. And she uh-huh. was coming. She was coming in because at that moment you needed the the life lesson of commitment, and it had been sort of here and there with you up until that moment. And that moment when you knew you were going to lose her was that you were you fully one hundred percent committed to her, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you got that lesson, and she went, okay, goodbye, see ya. And she's <laughs> come back in for the third time, and she is fine. She's in another country, she's fine, and she's living the life that she's, for whatever the lessons are for who she chose to come in with. But well, lots of times souls, especially babies, will will try to come in and like if somebody has a miscarriage they need to understand that that is not a loss or a pain for the soul that changed their mind or that completed their mission really quickly yeah okay Uh, there is no death there is no such thing yeah yeah so yeah I understand that even when you even when you leave you, you know it's like when my mother left, she came back in so fast that before her physical body was actually done, she was already back in, and I knew it immediately. I knew when she was gone. 
My father, on the other hand, decided to hang out for a few months. Mm-hmm. You know? I guess I, I wasn't sure if she had remained a spirit or if she had been reincarnated or where, at yeah. what point of her development she was at, you know? Well, she hung around um, for about three years for you. Uh-huh. And you had yeah. the sense, and you actually went through a great deal more mourning, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it tore you up. And I think the part of the reason for that is that is why she stayed around. She was trying to help you move through it. And I think after her death is when you really started stepping into the spiritual path, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was... I think, to know more. Um, yeah, I mean, it was for me and my wife. It was very, uh, very much a lesson on on life, um, and um, you know, seeing life through and letting it major take its course and whatnot. So, yeah, um, and faith. You know, we both took lessons from that. So, right. So her lesson to you, Ever's lesson to you, was be committed in love. All right. Okay. Okay. And yeah. and have that commitment and honor that commitment. And and, right. and it's as much loving yourself as it was loving anybody else. Okay. So, yeah, right. and, and she actually, there's something that, that her essence was trying to guide you toward Buddhism. Did you get in, interested in Buddhism for a while? I did, I, yes, I did, actually. Okay, um, so Michael is saying that you should go back to meditation practice. That, I, uh, I do meditate, but it's I, I'm, I do it every day, but it's not, uh, I guess, not really a, a Buddhist uh, a really mode. a really good you to get, okay? okay? And I know you're driving or something right now, right? Yeah, I am. Okay. So try to remember this, and maybe Heidi can put it out in chat or something, but it's called A Cup of Buddha by Thomas Craig. Sounds tasty. Okay, okay. You need to read the book. Awesome. Well, thank thank you so much, Jamie, for calling in. I really appreciate it. I hope that uh, Deborah put you on the right track there. (laughs) Uh, You know, Deborah, just before uh, the break, we were talking about Something else that you work with that's a little different, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody outside of a friend, um, a friend's mother who claimed to have actually seen with her own two eyes in Germany a dragon flying through the sky. You work with dragon energy. What the, What on earth? What is that? <laughs> well, I've actually been working with dragon energy. I learned about it 18 years ago. And uh, dragons are real. They're just not in physical form anymore. They are spirit form, just like angels are. And the dragons work, and I've been meeting a lot of other people lately um, that work with dragon energy, which is really cool to me. I didn't realize it was so unknown. I just thought for the last 18 years everybody knew about it until I started talking about it on radio shows and found (laughs) out nobody knows about it. Um, But, like, there's a... We're actually going to do a trip. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Peter Tung. He has a conscious radio in Canada. Mm, no. He He's an alchemist, and he works with Dragon Energy. And we're going to do a tour in England, Scotland, and Wales this fall of all the sacred Dragon Energy sites. 
Oh, fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is going to be really cool, like Merlin's Cave, you know, where they oh. used to keep the eggs to protect them so humans wouldn't try to destroy them uh, oh. before they were made, put into spirit form. So anyway, dragons were created by God, creator, spirit, whatever you want to call it, to do work to protect the planet. And they do things like they fly through the vortices and the crystal vortexes of the earth to realign all the energy ley lines and keep us balanced in this, in this very awkward little place we have in the universe. And the dragons are also in charge of cleaning oceans and helping to clean the air and sometimes, like, people will say, you know, oh, I was standing on a vortex of stone, and suddenly what, there was this energy swoosh, and that's a dragon coming through the vortex. Uh, they're incredibly cool. I work with them in dream work. I have never physically seen them. I have worked with them long enough that they've kind of given me my own dragon body that I can use in dream time. I was I was just gonna ask you. I'm like, how proud uh, are your parents of you? Speaking of dragons <laughs> and then angels, and you know, and uh, you have not seen these dragons though, okay? Because it, I mean, it's so hard. I mean, here I talk about aliens, and people look at me like, what? I mean, how did you? How could you even get that out to say, I work with dragons, people? I mean, it's so <laughs> well, different. When, you know, when I first started doing radio shows. I had told somebody at Shirley MacLaine that if I was going to come out of the closet, out of the psychic closet, I was going to come fully out. And they were like, don't talk so much about the dragons. Talk about Archangel Michael, but not so much about the dragons. You'll scare people. Dragons are not scary. They'd still be walking this planet and flying on this planet if humans and religion hadn't gotten scared of them and started killing them. Uh, you know, here's dragons were burning down bad crops that were infected with bull weevils or something that would hurt humans. So here they go burn them down to to protect humans. And you know, the great religions went, "Oh my gosh, they're the work of the devil. Let's kill them." You know, because we have that stupidity of misunderstanding, just like with aliens. You uh, know, yeah. if one landed, <laughs> I'd be like, "Hi," you know. Right. Meanwhile, you know, 18 other people would be trying to kill it. All right, all right. I mean, yeah, I mean, you see an alien walking down the street, more uh, more than likely people are going to start throwing things at it. Um, <laughs> or yeah, running I mean, for their rifles. I, I don't <laughs> understand our fear-based mentality. I mean, if it suddenly tries to kill you, you can defend yourself. But otherwise, be nice. Be nice. <laughs> and be nice. so with dragons... Dragon, the cool thing about working with dragon energy is it's multidimensional energy. So, like when I'm doing a reading with somebody, as you change what your thought process is, um, Michael and I can see the difference in the outcome because it's like an 8-track tape player changing. As soon as, like if I'm talking to somebody and suddenly they go, oh, that's a good idea, maybe I'll contact the Mayo Clinic and get a woman doctor. The entire outcome of your life changes. Right. And I can instantly see within these 72 pleats of time that are all going on at the same moment. Hmm. That's why I don't throw tarot cards or use 
pendulums and stuff when I'm doing readings because I don't want anything that has a set conclusion. Right. Because it changes. Everything changes. In an instant, it can change. All somebody has to do is say, oh, you know, I guess I do love my husband. Maybe I won't get a divorce. And boom, the whole outcome of their future changes. I, I get know. that. I get that. I, you know, and it, I, I sometimes give uh, the example of, you know, say your uh, your wallet is falling and you could choose to catch it or not. Let it hit the floor and let the change hit and spread and somebody else pick it up. You know, I mean, it, it's like it's up to you. You have some control over it. In, in, in a lot the of control of the, over the, it. The wrist. Yeah, um, Michael says that all all the spirits do, all of them, <laughs> in all the dimensions. All they do is they're here to assist us in being responsible for what we think, say, and do. So if we don't know what the heck we want, they aren't going to give us anything because we don't know what we want. You know it. It's like intention without movement equals zero. That's my mantra for 2013. <laughs> you know, everybody sat around last year going, oh, the end of the world's going to happen in no. December, so I won't do anything. Yeah. You know, and so there was intention without movement. Now we are responsible. Guess what? We're still here. We are responsible to add movement to equal what it is we want for our life and what will bring us joy and happiness and abundance and prosperity. All right. I get that. You know, I always say uh, some things are destined to happen, but exactly when that will be, I mean, that's flexible. But, you know, the outcome will happen at some point. You know, it's just like, eh, you know, you got to kind of move along somehow and move Well, you you know, I I had a reading with a client who all, all she ever wanted to do was have a soulmate. But she never went anywhere or did anything to meet anybody. <laughs> you know, it, you ha- this is why we have free will. Right. The, the cool thing with, about the dragon energy is dragons have no karma. So they have a job. They go do it. You know, they're running through the earth and all of that. They don't get hung up in judgments and all the human stuff that we do. So when I, when I really want a clear answer about something, I go into my dream state and either become the dragon or summon my dragon friend and ask, what is the outcome? Show me, take me, fly me, show me what the true outcome would be of this. And because everything happens in the etheric world before it happens in the physical world, I can usually see it. Okay, uh, okay. Say you got Archangel Michael in one hand and the dragon in the other. Which one are you going to fly with? <laughs> I mean, which one do you have well, more? Uh, history he with he Michael. rides on dragons too. Oh my! Oh so they they all work in unison. The difference, I think, the major difference with the dragon energy is mm-hmm. dragons are alchemists, and they are about the planet. They don't really care about the humans except for we keep messing up the planet. Mm-hmm. Angels are here to assist humans. Okay. So, it, so it, now, you haven't seen these things, but you know 
from a sense or is is Michael telling you what what this energy is and what they're doing? I mean, how did you learn of this? Well, I I met this really crazy shaman as far as the dragons go. Mm. Who who had never met me, didn't know anything about me, walked up and said, "You're a golden dragon," and I went, "Huh? <laughs> sure, okay, you're a crazy person." Because I'm not woo woo, even though I've done a lot of woo woo things, I'm not woo woo. And uh, he started teaching me and telling me almost in story form over a course of a year, working with this guy every single week, once a week, and. I started doing the dream work and I started, you know, flying and I started realizing through the magic of what dragons, because dragons like work with fairies and a lot of things people don't believe in that actually exist. Uh, And I have seen fairies, so I I know they do exist. You said Um, I have a couple of them. I wish they would start speaking up. They are so cool. You got to go where they are, though. When I when I lived in Northern California in the redwoods, mm. I'd go for walks out in the redwoods, and you could sit and talk to all kinds of fairies. You're not going to find them in downtown L.A. or Philadelphia or something. Oh, <laughs> you know, it, you I find go. it. I, you know, I have seen a gnome, though, something like it. I don't know what it was. Some kind oh, of cool. gray-looking little guy. I yeah, any, any. It's it's like a. Michael's laughing. He says, you know, any garden you're going to find some of these. Uh, Any home you're going to find some of these. It's almost like your spirit will draw that to you in which you really want. So sometimes if you're sitting around and maybe you smell gardenias or you smell tea rose or something, the hype is, oh, you smell somebody who who's passing through that's a spirit that's dead. That's not really normally true. Normally, if you smell a scent, it's like fairies or gnomes or or something like that. You that know, I, one time you know I know there. for certain I smelled a reptilian alien, straight up horrible sulfur. Oh, I've seen one. Oh, I've seen them too. I, oh and, and she looked human, but her eyes turned into snake eyes. Scared the living hell out of me. <laughs> I didn't believe in Lizzie's until I saw that and had that personal interaction, and I went, oh, okay. I like the nickname. <laughs> Lizzie's. <laughs> Gosh. You, you know, I, I had experienced um, one do a psychic punch on me once, oh. and... Um, I, I I smell like I've heard people say they smell them before they see them, and I got a really powerful smell in one corner of the room where I was at, just sulfur. I mean, burned my eyes and nose, and like I'm like I started saying my prayers, and the, the thing just gone. I mean, just yeah. crazy, it, crazy it's energy. Nasty. Um, Michael Michael believes that uh, that there are some that are actually not negative. Um, oh, yeah. And there are some that come from another planet that are negative. Oh, yes, uh, definitely. Wrong influences. The one that I, I ran know. into was scary negative. You know, mm. I mean, I, I like, I went literally like 14 states away to get away from her. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and I don't scare easily. I know I got Michael here, you know. Wow! But what did she like? That, lean into to show you who's who's the bad one, or what? 
What? Was she what? Did she kind of lean into you to be like, hey, I'm the one in charge? I mean, did, was she threatening you? Um, yeah. She, wow. yeah. She was, uh, not to give a lot of details, because I do not want to draw, draw this crazy woman back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was somebody that, uh, there was a relationship business-wise with, and she decided it was hers. <laughs> and I said, okay, here you go. <laughs> Wow. You know, I, I've had many people tell me that they see people shapeshift suddenly into these creatures, and then suddenly they're back to their normal selves, but they're well, not Well, it was people. really good for her that I had not discovered dragon energy at the time. <laughs> because dragon, you can, do some, you can do some stuff in dream work with dragon energy, like grab somebody by the talons and take them out to space and drop them and... You know, it it won't hurt them physically, so I don't have to deal with the karma part of it. Oh, but okay. But it will definitely wake them up spiritually. Yeah, I'm like, my dragon's bigger than you, lizard girl, right? <laughs> That's right. Ah, and I'm my bigger goodness. and badder. Yeah, my gosh, that, that's that's terrifying. But gosh, to trek across the country, that's, you know, it, it takes, you know, you're in this reality and you're living it and you're like, Oh, I know what's real. And then something like that comes along and just shakes your foundation. And people don't know what that's like. Well, you know, and sometimes I think it's a good thing. I think it's a wake-up call that you've gotten complacent, that there is so much more out there that is wonderful and magical and incredible that you need to go find and, and don't just go to work and go home. True. True. And even Archangel Michael, he agrees that there are aliens, and what does he think of them? I mean, is there a battle going on between good and bad, or what? Well, he says, he says of course there, he hates the word alien. He's like, who came up with that? Um, he, says, he says, you know, would that be like somebody on Mars calling Earthlings aliens? Um, he there's all kinds of other beings uh, in this in these universes, and the angels aren't only on Earth. God is not only for Earthlings. Uh, this is true. I, I I believe that that He's created all that's going on. Uh, and there's good the- and bad. There He says there's good and bad in most homes, much less in most universes. And does our government know of them? Come on, Michael, tell yes, us. Absolutely. Of course, they're in charge. Absolutely, and other governments don't hide it. Right. You know, earlier we were talking about like countries like Japan and Mexico, where it's normal, and the government's like, yeah, of course they're there. Here's the footage. It, it's only, st- it's all, you know, the fear-based countries don't want to admit it because then they lose control. It's very true. We think we have all the freedom, and then we're like, hold on, they have more in certain aspects, you know. Does it make you feel like you're a two-year-old sometimes when you have a government that doesn't think you're smart enough or capable enough to handle the truth? Yes, you know, and fine example, the Russian meteorite crashing today. The people weren't freaking out, running into the streets, falling down, having seizures. They videotaped what was going on, talking about it. I mean, yeah, it was extraordinary, but they seemed to handle it pretty well. But if I don't that know. happened in the U.S., the, the first response, I think, would be, who's bombing us? <laughs> it wouldn't be, oh, Something big and fiery came out of the sky. Maybe it's a meteor. 
it would have to be something more fearful. It could be. It could be. But I don't think that we would lose our minds, literally. I mean, I think, uh, you know, who's in our government that's seeing crashed UFOs and aliens are but our young men and women that are enlisted in the armed forces. I mean, they're dealing with it okay. Well, and there's a talking. lot of retired astronauts talking about it now, too. Sure are. Sure are. Yeah. There's lots. You know, they're, they're realizing that, you know, uh, they're not getting paid by the government anymore. They don't have to worry. They can speak the truth. A lot of pilots talking about it because they're seeing them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's yeah, yeah, out. I mean, it, it's, it's getting out there. You know what, Deborah? We already came to the end of our wonderful time here with you. I want you oh to put out your information for people to get a hold of you if they want to have a reading by you. Readings by Deborah, D-E-V as in Victor, R-A, dot com, or on Facebook, Readings by Deborah. Uh, on Facebook, you can like me. I put all kinds of information on there, um, and I'm booked exclusively through com. There's wow. a link on my website. Very cool. Thank you so much, Deborah. This is a lot of fun. That went really quick. Yes, <laughs> this is thank you. It was awesome. Yeah, truly, truly. Well, you guys, once again, we are coming to the end of another wonderful outlandish day. Remember, you can catch me here every Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. You've been listening to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander on Inception Radio Network. Remembering always, if it's weird, we're here. Good night, everybody. And what a tea, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.